0: Welcome to the Heartbeat for Hire podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Dowd. My goal is to help train leaders and sales organizations how to manage and deliver results with empathy, compassion, and kindness. Let's get started. Greetings and welcome to this episode of Heartbeat for Hire. I have a fabulous guest for you today. As you know, I only bring you the best. So let me introduce Andrea Albright. She's a seasoned entrepreneur, author of 28 books, a YouTube superstar, and a woman with a track record of disruptive innovations who is on a mission to create the next movement for authors and evolve the publishing industry. Andrea is the founder and CEO of Beverly Hills Publishing. She leverages her expertise in brand development to help thought leaders and innovators turn their message into a million-dollar brand. Because of this, she considers herself not just a publisher, but a legacy maker. Her firm is the first in the industry to combine seven star publishing, marketing, and PR services to ensure successful book launches that achieve both the tangible and intangible outcomes her authors are looking for. And oh, by the way,
1: she's my publisher. Welcome, Andrea. Oh, thank you so much, Lindsay. I am
0: thrilled to be here. The pleasure is mine. I'm so excited that we could get you on and um, we have lots to share. But first, will you just delight us and tell us a little bit about your story? Of course. Well, I
1: wrote my first book in 2006 and it was in one of the most competitive industries out there. It was in health and fitness. And everyone told me you can never compete with all the multi-billion dollar pharmaceutical companies. And I said, I really just want to help people. And I learned internet marketing. It was at the time of social media coming online never knowing what YouTube was, maybe I should put some videos up on YouTube and then Google buys YouTube. I end up on the front page of Google for words that people were paying millions of dollars for. And so that was really how I began and launched. And every time I would listen to the market of what they wanted, then I'd write a book to serve them and I would get press and publicity. And I realized that's the best kind of advertising. And so I just kept repeating that formula. And eventually I made it to the top. I've been on the cover of women's health and fitness magazine, and I'm known as a global authority and women's health. And most of all, I am proud of that because I created my own authority through publishing books, internet marketing, and press and publicity. And now I have started my company, Beverly Hills Publishing, to help other authors who want to make the biggest impact in their industry with their book and their message and their PR.
0: I mean, that's the reason what what really sealed the deal for me was that you were so much more than just a publisher. And if you would, could you enlighten the audience to kind of the degrees of publishing? You know, we've got everything from self-publishing to working with a publisher to what you do and kind of what, why do you pick one lane over another?
1: Yes, well, the publishing industry is very complex. Uh, I don't know if you've ever met another publisher before. If uh, They're very rare because it takes a lot of sophistication, science, strategy, but also it's an art, it's a creative expression. And so the industry is very complex and it used to be the only way to get a book out there was with old fashioned traditional publishing. And the authors would get a book advance and they would give up their intellectual property. This was devastating because authors were giving up their most valuable asset, which are their ideas. You know, the authors maybe took 10, 20 years to discover their proprietary process, their solutions, and then they're just Selling it for Mm -hmm. an advance. And anytime an author tells me that they've got a book advance, I say, congratulations, you made a deal with a loan shark, because that is an advance, you will pay that back, and you just gave up your most valuable property, Mm -hmm. then came along self publishing. A lot of people have talked about self publishing their books so that you do retain the rights to your intellectual property. However, the press does not take you seriously. If you are a self-published author, it basically is portraying that you couldn't make an agreement or a deal or attract a publisher. And as harsh as that sounds, there's a lot that goes into publishing to make the book extraordinary, to make it top level. And so these self-published books, people are out there pouring their heart and soul into them. And it's never going to make you the top authority in your industry. You're never going to get interviewed by Forbes or entrepreneur or CNN with a self-published book. And so therefore you have someone like myself, I am considered a hybrid publisher. And that means that I stand for an author revolution. I want the author to retain the rights to their intellectual property. I want the author to build a multimillion dollar business from their book and from the brand that we launched together and you get all the advantages of being a published author because you are published under Beverly Hills Publishing, which means you go all the way to the top of media. And so those are the three main Fields, differentiating in the publishing industry, um, but hopefully that was a good overview.
0: No, that was that was perfect. That was fantastic. I think you know there's so many entrepreneurs and people that I meet through LinkedIn and and just through networking that are thinking about you know oh, I should write a book. And I know for me when I was making this transition out of corporate, I was told pretty early on you know you don't have a calling card anymore. You had your calling card with IBM, so you've got to write a book. That's your new calling card. But that kind of leads you to, okay, do I just sit down and start writing? Or what do I do? And you know, you have a really different approach. So can you talk a little bit about your process?
1: Yes. Well, I am the first marketing firm, publishing firm, and PR firm in one. So we are disrupting the $100 billion publishing industry. It's a cross- Vertical cross media disruption. And what that means is because I'm also a marketing firm, instead of just publishing a book and then hoping there's a market for it, I do all the marketing strategy first. We know exactly what your market is searching for, what are they looking for, what are their pains and problems, and what solutions can you provide them. This strategy and positioning from the very beginning is why our books go on to have so much success. And so by knowing who the market is, is first, now you are going to create content that serves the market. This is one of the biggest mistakes I see authors making is that they write the book from their perspective. Right. They write about their experience. They write about their journey and your journey is only important as long as it matters to your audience. And so if you ha- can switch that perspective and actually look at what is the market searching for? What does my audience need? And now the book will write itself. So many people get caught up in writer's block. It's not from a lack of ideas, it's actually too many ideas. And Mm -hmm. so we need to really filter that down to how are we gonna make an impact with your audience, give them a transformation so that they say, wow, Lindsay, your book changed my life and I wanna work with you and follow you forever. And so I interview the authors, so they never have to sit there and stare at a blinking cursor on your computer screen and think, "What am I gonna write today?" And this is what makes
0: it effortless. And your process is very fast. So <laughs> I mean, that's that's part of the the thrill of it all. Um, I, I love your process, which is another reason why I'm so excited to be working with you. And you're very intentional about the people you want to work with. So you want to talk a little bit about that.
1: Yes. So because I am a disruptive thought leader, I specialize in people who are disrupting their industry. And there are many people who want to write a book and I want all authors to get their voice and their message out there. It's just that the way that I position the book to be the top authority in the industry, the only way for it to go as far as we want it to go, as with the seven or eight figure return of investment is that you have to actually be a thought leader yourself. I can't just make you a thought leader. That means that you have to have an innovative process, some kind of proprietary solution, and you are evolving the conversation. You're not just regurgitating what everyone else is already saying. And this has come up a lot recently with the conversations of AI. And people ask me a lot, Can't you just write a book in a day now with AI? It's like, well, you can't write a thought leadership book because the definition of a thought leader is someone who is ahead of the curve. Someone who is a visionary, who sees into the future and is willing and able to distill all of that overwhelm of information and give what really matters in order to provide solutions. And if people are using AI to write their book, All they're doing is regurgitating the information that's already been published because that's what technology does is it automates things that have already been published and are already out there. But if you are truly a visionary and a thought leader, meaning that you have the courage to take the risk and do something different for your industry with the innovation, with the new solutions. And it's always got to be from service, meaning we are creating value for others. So those are the people who I specialize in publishing.
0: Yeah. And you have a variety of of authors and a variety of topics and they're not just in the U S they're all over. So it's, it's, it's pretty cool and a great Testament to who you seek out. So um, you have some very similar views to, to mine regarding leadership and I would love you to talk a little bit about that and just some of your observations of the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, yes. Well, we are in a
1: leadership crisis and the world is starving for authentic leadership. There used to be a very clear definition of leader because there was a king or a queen or an emperor emperor or an empress, whoever wears the crown, that's the one we follow, that's the one we listen to. Well, in the last, you know, two, 300 years, it switched to our political leaders. And today we are distrustful of our political leaders. And yet 99.99% of humanity is still looking for leaders to follow. I'm looking for leaders to follow, even though I am a leader because leaders want to follow other leaders. And yet, we are starving for authentic leadership because there is unfortunately so much corruption and manipulation. And I guess, you know, they're just self involved, let's put it that way. And so, when we find leaders who are truly here for the greater good, you know, yes, the leader is not a martyr, the leader needs to win, and the organization needs to win. And how can it be a collective so that your contributing to humanity as well. This is the evolution of leadership that I believe we are all being called forward to find. And if you are a leader, and I don't think that you choose it, I think it chooses you, you know, your talents, your skills, your insights, your brilliance, it has formed this unique individual who others can learn from. And so I don't think it's just like, oh, wow, how lucky you are. I think it's a responsibility and we need leaders who are willing and able to step forward to be authentic and with integrity now more than ever.
0: Totally agree. And you know, this is a topic so near and dear to my heart and I agree we are in leadership crisis but i also kind of feel like we're in an awakening and i'm hopeful that uh, we're on the front end of that wave um where we can really help guide it um but it's it's so necessary and especially from a business perspective i mean we've seen all of these people leave their jobs in the the in the pandemic and the great resignation and now we've had we've seen the great layoff everyone's kind of going I want more. I want to be treated better. And um, I know you have some opinions and feelings about that. And you've written about that. Yes. And I love
1: that perspective. And, you
0: know, this is why we need visionaries and
1: thought leaders to not only give solutions, but also keep hope alive, right? It's like, I think that's one of the most important things leaders do is give hope Mm -hmm. that yes, we will get there. And yes, disruption is messy. And we are breaking down old paradigms. And people are having to rewire their frame of what does success mean? And do I have to put it off into some distant future to be happy and to be healthy and to have a wonderful family life full of love? No, it's... It's, we want it now, we want it here. And what we're finding is that it actually makes you more profitable, more productive. I mean, so it is actually more in alignment with our true nature. And I think it's actually, it's evolution that's returning back to our roots of who we are meant to be as humans.
0: Oh, love that, love that. Okay, so <laughs> could you share... Um, Some of your top tips, I mean, you're a thriving entrepreneur for somebody who is kind of deciding to make that move as an entrepreneur. What are some of the things you'd recommend they pay attention to or focus on as they're getting started? Yes. Well, I have written books on
1: my entrepreneurial journey and it really does start with a burning desire to invest in yourself, you know, to believe that you have something to contribute that is bigger than the status quo or trading your time and energy for an illusion of safety or security. And you are going to be told that you are crazy and you are unrealistic and all of the, you know, daydreamer, pipe dream, fantasy fairy tales, and your vision and your belief in yourself has to be greater than all of that. And so I hope that more visionaries who do have that call of, hey, I can create something. I could do this better. I could provide value if it calls you. And if it comes from within you, I want our world and our society to celebrate that because the visionaries are the ones who have the solutions. Entrepreneurs are the ones who build all of the systems and the businesses and the processes that run our economy. And so we need you, we need more of them. And if you are called, then you've got to tune everybody out and only listen to that vision that is coming through you. And the passion and the purpose and the meaning, the sooner you can tap into that, that is what's going to fuel you through all of the hard, crazy times, and invest in yourself. I mean, I've invested over a million dollars in my marketing education, my mentorships, the amount of seminars, the books that I've read, the courses that I've gone through. I mean, whenever people talk about, oh, I've spent, you know, six figures on my college education, I'm like, I've invested over a million dollars in myself as an entrepreneur. Right. Mm -hmm. And yes, I now know that I can build a multi multi-million dollar company in any industry I choose to, but it doesn't happen by accident. It happens by investing in yourself. And so those would be the two main pieces that I want a, a beginning entrepreneur to take is listen to your vision and invest in yourself.
0: I love that those words invest in yourself. And I try and um, share this with a lot of coaching clients and potential coaching clients. And, you know, for those people that are not ready for the entrepreneur journey, but they do want to get more out of their career trajectory, investing in a coach is investing in yourself. It's helping you find your greatness, helping you navigate through those touchy corporate waters, helping you figure out how you ask for that next promotion. Those are really important moves to make. And I think in hindsight, if I look back on my long career, I wish I hired a coach. I could have gone places a lot faster. I would have had less doubt. I would have had much more confidence in my ability. And that's the kind of the beauty of hiring a coach. So totally on board with investing in yourself. I think that's so great. Okay. So what does this mean? you say using whole-brained thinking to combine logic and creativity into business processes and solutions you talk about that a lot share what that what does that mean
1: yes okay so we have a right brain which is the creative part of our brain that's where communication and creativity inspiration comes from and then we also have a left brain which is logical and reasoning and system thinking now most people are either left brain or right brain and you know you can pretty much see a person's career and the trajectory that they follow their which side they're dominant on and what the evolution of leadership is actually calling forth is a whole brain concept and a whole brain way of looking at solutions, and even how we are interacting with people. Because when you can take the creativity and the intuition, and I like to say it's like the the childlike mind of curiosity, you know, may you never have it figured out. May you always have a sense of wonder and curiosity, because that's what keeps your mind open to receive new ideas and to keep that vision alive. And then the left brain is where once you have that creativity, then you've got to actually produce it into a system that can be replicated, sold, and hopefully scaled as well. And so when you can use both sides of your brain, then you will be a visionary creator and the world needs more of them. Apparently, I've read a statistic, I wish I could quote the source, less than 3% of the world is actually whole brain. And I believe it's because of how we are taught in school. It's like, oh, I'm good at math. And so therefore I just focus on math. Oh, I really love art. And so then you just start doing art. You know, I have a background in biology and I also have a Spanish degree. And so <laughs> I learned both science and language, never knowing this concept of being a whole brain person, but just my intuition of saying, I want to develop Creativity, as well as have the background and foundation of science has really helped me in building businesses.
0: I love that. I think that's such an important way to approach business. And I think you're right. People kind of compartmentalize and they, oh, this is, I'm logical. I'm analytical. I'm definitely not artistic. And I think it's so important to embrace both sides. So it's a very, very smart way to approach things. Um, All right. So here's a question I love to ask. What inspires you?
1: I am inspired every day. I am inspired by my morning ritual of silence and meditation. I take time to really nourish myself and self-care. I have a, a very vocal world once i step into i've got my team and i've got my clients and i'm doing marketing and pr and and so once i turn on it's a lot of outward energy and if i didn't have that morning ritual of silence and meditation and that inner healing and reflection then i would never have the energy to create what I create in a day, you know, much less what I can do in 90 days. Like, how do you write a book in 90 days? It's like, well, you have to be able to let the pendulum swing the other way. And Mm so self-care is a deep place of inspiration and making it the top priority and the ritual.
0: Oh, I love that. I (laughs) embrace that. I, um, I, yeah, absorb all of that. I think that's so smart and you're right for anybody that gives a lot of themselves. You need those boundaries. You need that, that moment of reflection and that quiet for yourself. It's just so, so important. So those are, that's
1: where the ideas come from too, true. right? That's where that's the true. creative, intuitive ideas come from. And so well, keeping that part of right. you.
0: Yeah. yeah. I love that. Um, Okay. So what would you like your legacy to be?
1: (laughs) I want my legacy to be about illumination and enlightenment. And this is where literacy and education and spreading knowledge throughout the world is very important to keep humanity from going into fear and superstition and all the the mental diseases of depression and anxiety, I believe that through light illumination and enlightenment, that humanity can remember who they truly are. And I want my legacy to be a facilitator of, of spreading light and illumination through media.
0: I love that. And you are so much in line with that already. And that's part of why I love this question because almost all of my guests are already in the throes of their legacy. And Mm -hmm. by you being so intentional about the authors that you seek out and the messages that are delivered, you're putting a lot of good out into the world, even when it's not your IP, it's, it's your company and it's your vehicle for getting it out there. So- thank you. I honor you you for that. And I am um, super, super excited and grateful to be published by you and to be working with you. And your process is amazing. So how do people find you? Yes, you can
1: go to my website at beverlyhillspublishing.com. And I'm also on all the social medias. So if you'd like to connect with me directly, I always love to hear directly from someone who has been impacted by this message that I'm sending out. You know, it's a, a beacon of light, a beacon of hope. And this is what I stand for. I also, I don't just preach it. I talk it. I walk it, I do it and I live it. And I, it's what I live and breathe for. And I am just so honored to be here connecting with you.
0: Oh, well, the pleasure is mine. You have been a wonderful guest. I'm so excited to do more work together. And, um, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of heartbeat for Hire. Andrea. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Lindsay. Pleasure was mine. Thanks for listening to Heartbeat for Hire. If you like what you hear, I'd love it if you'd subscribe and leave a five-star review. To keep the conversation going, you can find me on Insta or at LinkedIn at lindsaydoudh4h, or you can reach me at my website, heartbeatforhire.com. Thanks so much. Have a great day.